The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to A Hero's Journey with your host, Bart Queen. Are you one of the millions of people who want to change your life but don't know where to begin? It starts with finding your voice and using your voice. Bart Queen has dedicated himself to helping you find and develop the life you were meant to lead. Now, here's your host, Bart Queen. Well, good morning to those of you on the West Coast. A great big hello. Good afternoon to those of you on the East Coast. And hello to the rest of our listeners all across the world. Guys, I'm absolutely thrilled about our show today. <clears throat> we have a wonderful guest to share with you who's involved in an organization that's just doing some awesome things. And this particular organization is doing awesome things at this time of the year especially. I was chit-chatting with Cassie just before the show started and she said that this was her really busy time. So this is going to be really great for you to have kind of a one-on-one -on -one conversation with her. When I was prepping for the show yesterday and getting ready to speak to Cassie, I had an opportunity to sit in my big lounge chair and I was watching part of the Grammys. And I thought something that J-Lo said last night was extremely relevant to what Cassie and her organization are doing. J-Lo said, at this particular point in history, our voices are needed more than ever. Toni Morrison once said, this is the precisely the time when the artists go to work. And as I thought about that, I thought about all kinds of artists, whether they're manufacturing something, they're creating something, they're touching someone's life, or they're speaking J-Lo went on to say, there is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, and no room for fear. We do language, and that's how civilizations heal. And when I think about the empowerment plan, and I think about what Cassie's doing, you're begin you are going to definitely see how they work to help communities heal heal. Gandhi said, become the change you want to see in the world. One of my favorite old country western songs is about a man who looks up to looks up to God and he says, God, what about the poor people and what about people who are starving and what about people who are sick? Why aren't you doing something about it? And in the song, God comes back and says, well, that's why I created you. And once again, you can see what Cassie and her team are doing with the empowerment plan, and you are going to see how they are living that out exactly to the T. One of my old favorite kind of pieces of wisdom is the story about the God's eyes go back and forth looking across the world for someone who would be willing to stand in the gap. 
And as you listen to Cassie today share the story about the empowerment plan, you're going to see how they are standing in the gap. Guys, I've come to truly believe that now is the time. Now is the time that your voice counts. Now is the time that our voice counts. Now is our perfect time in history to set fear aside, set despair aside, have no room for silence. Now is the time for us to speak up and give. So as we spend the hour today together, I want you to do a couple of things for me. I want you to begin to see and learn how a simple idea can change massive amounts of lives. I want you to see how you can be the change. I want you to begin to see how you can feel the need. And if you'll begin to do that, here's what I think you're going to find. You're going to find that you get to stand in the gap. Pardon me. You're going to get to see that you can bridge the gap. And most importantly, you're going to get to see how you can personally close the gap. Now, before I introduce you to Cassie, just a couple of things to remember. Folks, if you find any value out of the things that we're sharing today, if you have a need in your organization for some of the communication skills that we bring to the table, don't forget that we're giving a full keynote speech, a pre and post webinar, and a half a day workshop away. All I'm asking for is a $500 donation to Cornucopia, my cancer support center that helped me during my process. So if that's, if that's what you're interested in, if we can serve you, reach out to me at Bart at BartQueen.com. We'll send out all the information you need. We'll reach out to your charity group and we'll get it all set to give them the things that they can use. Now, guys, without further ado, I want to introduce you to Cassie. She's a communications project manager for the Empowerment Plan. Veronica Scott, the founder of the organization, was busy on travel. Cassie was gracious enough to come on the show with us. She's been involved in the program for the last 18 months. She has a huge background in manufacturing and a heart for community service, and that puts her in the perfect place with the Empowerment Plan. So guys, give Cassie a hearty welcome. Cassie, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting to be here. Well, I know it's been a little while in the process of finally getting you and I together. This is just a real treat for me on this Monday. Me as well. One of the things that I noticed in some of the information was exactly how the empowerment plan started, Cassie, with Veronica. Can you fill the the listeners in a little bit on the challenge and what how it started? Absolutely. So we're located in Detroit, and the project first started when our founder, Veronica Scott, was a student studying industrial design at the College for Creative Studies here. One of her classes, instead of the usual classes for industrial design, where you're tasked with making the next beautiful or, or fancy or new cool object was actually about using design work to fill real needs in the community. And the class really challenged her to go out and to talk to people and to find out what people need, what can make their lives better, and how can you use design to do that. So she began with her team 
going around and talking to people in shelters and going to talk to people who were experiencing homelessness and trying to find a solution that could really improve their lives and benefit them and uh, really just make their lives better through a design. And so the first, what that first led her to do was to create this coat. And the reason for that was one of the days that she was going out and talking to people at a shelter, she noticed that right across the street outside when there was access to this building in the space of warmth, people had created a makeshift shelter, had created their own space and their own shelter instead of going inside the building that was provided. And the reason for that, as she began to talk to them, was because people want more than just to have their physical needs met, but also want to be able to have that independence and to have the emotional needs and to be able to care for themselves. So our coat that also turns into a sleeping bag and can be rolled up and thrown over your shoulder does just that. It's a new coat. It's yours. You can take it with you, and we hope that it instills a sense of pride, and that was one of the first pieces of the design. She went through many iterations to find out what the coat would look like, but from the beginning always knew that the purpose was to keep people warm but also give people a sense of independence and security. So, so how did Cassie, how did she come up with an idea of a coat that turns into a sleeping bag? Um, well, it was a lot of different versions of trying to build something. So it really had to do with being that people were outside and people were cold. Detroit winters are incredibly rough and people can get donated coats, but so often they have broken zippers and they don't fit right. And so many people have worn them before you and they're thin or have holes or are worn out and they're really not doing what you need them to do. And even if the coat is warm enough, your feet are cold and you can get hypothermia and it's so dangerous. And so to be able to give a product that's going to keep people safe in these winters uh, was really something that she saw from talking to people. Um, she spent most of the days researching, not behind her computer screen, not Googling, not talking to other people, but actually visiting the shelters and asking people what it was that they needed uh, to feel safe and to feel secure. Well, what, what can you highlight us a little bit when she went in and asked some of those questions to the homeless people, kind of what their initial response was to her? Were they open? Were they closed? Oh, the initial response uh, was definitely very nervous, was very much lacking in trust because the challenge is that so many people will walk into shelters for one day uh, to volunteer maybe for a couple hours and don't really consider what it means to need access to a shelter and really don't think about the fact that everyone there is just another person. And so there's a lot of people that sometimes will go into shelters to do a project or to write a piece or just to volunteer for a little bit and they don't come back and they don't realize how important it is to realize that People in shelters are just people, and they're trying to take care of their families, and nobody wants to be there. They are doing everything that they can to get out of that situation, but there's a lot of people that just come in and will offer, you know, maybe food for one day, and they don't ever come back. Uh, Veronica has talked about one of the days that she was there, and there was actually a 
drive-by sandwiching. People didn't even want to go in the shelter and just dumped a bunch of sandwiches and kept moving. And that's so disrespectful of the people that are there. So when she first came in, there was a complete lack of trust. She showed up, you know, doing a school project and no one wanted to open up because they didn't know if she was ever going to come back, if she was just going to get their opinions and then go off, finish her project and not return. But she kept showing up. She would just go every day for weeks just to make sure people knew that she was there. And it was hard to always get people to want to listen to her. She was just a student trying to pass her class. didn't really think about it at the time about what a long-term impact could be. She was just trying to pass her class. And eventually she showed up enough and listened to people and heard their stories that she was able to build trust and get people to realize that she really cared and really did want to make a difference. You know, Cassie, I was, there's a quote from the CEO of Pepsi that I learned last year. And she said that the new global currency wouldn't be money, that the new global currency across our world would be trust. And what Veronica did was just a great example of building that kind of trust. When we're talking about our communication class, we talk about three key goals that people have to do. They have to build trust, they have to build relationship, and they have to build engagement. And the little story that you just shared about Veronica is living proof of those three principles at work. Now, there's another piece to this story I think is absolutely amazing. And when I read the article, it talked about how everybody told Veronica that she was just going to fail especially when she said that she was going to go into shelters and hire these people to kind of help with this process. And in one of the articles, it says that an individual said to her, you're never going to get a homeless person to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, let alone a coat. And for me, that was the most shocking thing because that's not true at all. And that was That was Veronica's response. So when we come back from this break, Cassie, our first break, I want you to tell us just a little bit more about how you're reaching out and getting these people into helping create and manufacture these coats. So hang with us and we'll be back after this first break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. 
Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High definition, premier quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is Bart at BartQueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey. Well, welcome back, guys. If you're just joining us, we have Cassie on our, on our call today. Cassie is a communications and project man- manager for the, the Empowerment Plan. And she's just been sharing a little bit with us so far about how this kind of started. And I had mentioned just before the break about this idea of how they're hiring the homeless people to come in and help with this project. So, Cassie, share a little bit more with us about that. Well, I love what you said before the break about trust being the new currency of the future because it's so relevant to everything that we're doing. From the very beginning when Veronica was researching in shelters and trying to come up with an idea for her class. It was all about getting people to trust that she was doing it for the right reasons and to be able to provide feedback and support. And now all these years later, it's still the basis of what we do. We're employing people from shelters to produce the coats that turn into sleeping bags. And when that first started, so many people came up to Veronica and made comments that they couldn't believe that she was going to hire people from shelters because they'd never be capable of learning that and they were lazy and all these other completely insensitive and totally false statements. But the reality is that so many people have these stereotypes about what a homeless person is, what they look like, and what they're capable of. And it's completely insensitive and it's also just wrong. What a person who is homeless is, is someone who doesn't have a home. And that could happen for so many different reasons. And we're there to trust people and to work with people and realize that what's happened to leave them in a shelter or to have them without a home 
is not their fault and we're there to support and to work with them and to trust that they want to get themselves to a better place. And they're trusting us to give their time and trusting that we're doing this for the right reasons and that we want to support them and that we're here to support their growth uh, and to help them create better opportunities for themselves. And then also all of the people that are trusting us with giving us donations and knowing that we're not in this to make money. We're in this to create opportunities for other people. Well, I love that whole idea of creating opportunities for other people. I'm absolutely committed to that, that philosophy. So share two things with us, Cassie. Number one, how do you make the decision on the hiring? And then share a little bit with this, if you can, maybe an example of someone who was, who's transformed as a result of the opportunity? Well, we hire primarily single parents and we work really closely with the different organizations and shelters in our community to find people that would be a good fit for our organization. We don't require any kind of sewing experience, uh, manufacturing experience, really any kind of particular experience at all. But to be able to run, uh, to be able to work on a manufacturing floor and produce a coat, you need to be really team-driven, be really flexible, be really motivated to not just sit there and do your job, but be ready to work with your team and know that you might have to jump around to different parts. And we'll train you on all the specifics, but it's really important to us that our employees are ready to be motivated and flexible to work with other people on the floor as well as excited to take advantage of all the opportunities that we offer. So in addition to teaching and running a manufacturing floor, we offer a lot of on-site programs, GED classes, financial literacy, professional development, and a few other workshops depending on what people need. And we have a full-time programs manager to work with all of our employees to help them get childcare or vehicle repairs to help them initially move out of the shelter when they first come on board. And we have a social worker. And so it's really important to us that when someone joins the team that they don't need to have childcare figured out. They don't need to have transportation figured out. They don't need to have all these things that typically you do need to be able to accept a job, but you do need to be ready to work with us and to be ready to do everything you can to show up at nine o'clock. And we know that things come up and we're there to work with you for the transition, but it's really about that, that energy and that passion and that dedication. And we work with our different community partners in the area to help find people that would be a good fit. And then we run through a series of, of different interviews and, and let them meet with different people on the team to, to make sure that that would be a good fit. And to answer your second question about transformations, the exciting thing about working on a team like this is that there are so many different people. We have a really diverse spread of individuals and transformations look really different for everyone because as I mentioned, people are people and everyone who is working with us has different goals. So for some their main goal is to get this job, to make it really steady, and to be able to provide for their family and, and focus on that. For other people, they are looking to get a job and then finish their GED and go back to college. 
Um, some of them want to be able to start a business or some want to grow with our business. It's really all over the map, uh, which is really exciting. And one of our seamstresses that has been really exciting for me to follow along with is Jessica, one of our current floor managers. And the reason I'm so excited about her journey is because we joined the team right around the same month. And I've been here with her the entire time. And so to be with her when she first joined the team and was moving out of the shelter into her house and to see her go from that place where she was trying to just create some level of stability for her family to where she is now, where she has a scholarship to attend Bay Path University, where she's currently taking classes for business leadership. And she's moved from being a seamstress to also being one of our floor managers and helping to run production and train the other seamstresses on our team to be able to sew the entire coat. So in the 18 months that I've been here, she's just completely excelled at really taking every opportunity that she's had. And um, it's just so exciting to follow that with her. You know, the the more I travel, Cassie, as I, <clears throat> as I take the communication program that I teach and I'm all over the world working with executives or salespeople, engineers, youth groups, church groups, whatever it may happen to be. It's amazing to me that the more I travel and the more I realize that people are different, the more I truly realize that people are are really the same. And I, I think you summed it up as you talked about, Jessica, making this kind of a transformation. When I think about one of the very first things you said was create an opportunity. And for every single one of us, guys, we're just looking for an opportunity where we can find a place to stand and we can grow. And whatever that path may look for us, as you talked about, Cassie, whether that's a good job and a further education, that's a good job and taking care of their family. A lot of times it's just finding that opportunity that I can step into and grow from. Share a little bit now about the coats. Share a little bit about what the production line is like. How many coats are you producing per day? How are you? How are people donating to the manufacturing, and kind of what the output is, especially during this time of year. So the coat that we produce right now is one version of a coat. It is a very durable jacket, and it can fold out into a sleeping bag. And it also can fold up and clip together so that you can throw it over your shoulder, whether during the day to have all of your belongings with you or in the warmer months when you don't need a coat to make sure that it's something that you can still easily carry with you. The fabric is made from an outer layer of Cordura, which is donated by Carhartt. It's an incredibly durable and very water-resistant fabric, not quite waterproof because that allows you to still have a breathable fabric and for it to stay cleaner. On the inside, it is a nylon fabric, which is really tear resistant, and we have an insulation fabric in the middle. Uh, one of our most recent insulation fabrics that we've been testing and using is a fabric that's donated from General Motors. They have a really big campaign to be green as an organization, so they've been collecting bottles from Flint, Michigan after the Flint water crisis 
and from downtown at the Rensen where they run their operations. And they've been turning it into a fabric and donating it to us. So it's actually 31 water bottles can keep someone incredibly warm uh, with our coats. And in terms of production, as I mentioned, we are an assembly line, so people are working on every step of the coat, but we cross-train to make sure that people have the opportunity to learn different parts of the coat. And we make about 35, 40 a day, which has led us to make 20,000 and to distribute 20,000 since we first began. And these coats are distributed everywhere. We've done 48 U.S. states. We're really close to getting the full 50. And we've also distributed all over Canada and a few places internationally as well. The way that we run distribution is really diverse. Sometimes we have organizations, whether it's a shelter or a religious group or some kind of community organization or even corporations, will request coats and ask to sponsor coats. We'll also get community members that want coats for people that are in their neighborhood. And we ask for a sponsorship of $100 plus shipping if anyone wants to be able to get a coat for someone in need. And that covers the cost of our materials as well as the wages for our seamstresses. And so whether you're someone in a neighborhood and you just want to give warmth to someone down the street or you want to run a campaign and bring 300 coats to people all over your community, we're able to accommodate either of those things by just reaching out to us on our website at empowermentplan.org. And that's allowing us to not only get a widespread distribution through these partners, but also to make sure that the coats are going to the people that need them and that we're getting feedback because we're in Detroit and we know a lot about the people that are receiving coats in Detroit. But it's really important that when we're distributing coats in, say, California, that the person handing them out is also sharing stories about what the person that they gave it to liked about it and how we can improve the coat so that we can keep making it better and continue providing the best quality garment that we can for people that need them. That That's just incredible that your distribution is across 48 states. Guys, we've got to take another short break. When we come back from this break, we're going to hear more from Cassie. So hang with us, and we'll be back shortly. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's one 888 346-9141. 
feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is Bart at BartQueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey. Well, welcome back to the show, guys. We've been spending the last majority of this hour talking to Cassie from the Empowerment Plan, and she's really been sharing two amazing things. One, how her, her founder, the founder, Veronica Scott, started this idea of turning a coat into a sleeping bag for those people that were homeless and needed something for warmth. And then on top of all that, hiring homeless people to produce the coats to create an opportunity. Cassie, there was another quote from the article from CNN that I thought was pretty amazing. And she said, growing up, both my parents struggled with unemployment and addiction. We were constantly moving around. When you're raised in someone else's rock bottom, it shapes how you look at the world. For me, it was really difficult. I wanted to create an opportunity that I wish my parents had when I was a kid. Is is that what's really driven the second part of what the empowerment plan is all about? That concept and that idea has driven mostly everything that empowerment plan is about in the sense that what we're focused on is about empathy and about trust, as we discussed before, and about creating opportunities and never ever being about pity. It's for her, she really understood what it was like to be looked at a certain way and for people to think that you're only ever going to amount to something else. And people have this idea of your self-worth and that's just not fair to anybody. And so what we're trying to do here is create resources and tools and create opportunities for other people to reach whatever goals that they want to set for themselves and to not pity whatever situation that they're in, but to understand it and to empathize with it and to know that whatever happened in the past is not your fault. And if you ended up in a shelter and if you've been homeless, well, that's a temporary thing. That's what happens. And there's so many reasons that it could happen, but that has absolutely nothing to do with your self-worth and what you're capable of. And so what we always do and what we strive for in every part of the organization from hiring to what we do day in and day out and to distribution of the coats is always remembering to have empathy for what people have been through and to work with them to help them achieve whatever goals that they're setting for themselves. Um, Because Veronica knew what it was like to have people make assumptions about what you were capable of. And we'll never do that for people that we hire. You know, there were there were two things that went through my mind as as you were sharing that, Cassie. One, I I heard from a speaker maybe six months ago, and they they gave or I'm quoting them, paraphrasing them. They said, "We never have truly enough information to judge another human being," of which you you just ex- express very very well. And the second thing, out of all my years of teaching these skills, I've come to find is that. People either find their gift, their voice, their purpose, the place where they can make a difference by two things. They either find it out of their pain or they find it out of their passion. 
a lot of times if you look at folks like, say, Princess Diana, uh, she found her, her ability to help other women through her own struggles with her eating disorders. If you looked at the young man that was hung on a fence in Wyoming, the young gay man who was hung on a fence, his mom started a whole foundation around tolerance and acceptance. We can look at the mothers and fathers who started Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, and that was all out of losing a child because of those situations. Our gifts come from those opportunities. So when I when I read the story about Veronica and she talked about the opportunity that her parents never had, she's giving from that experience. And it truly, truly allows us to give in a unique way that only we can give. I am I am constantly amazed at the heroes that come out of those situations. What you guys are doing is just living proof of those principles. So share with us a little bit about what does the future look like? What, what What's next? Well, what's next for us is to be able to grow in a lot of different ways with the core goal of being able to hire more people. And what you just said about Veronica is also what we feel about every person that we hire. What you mentioned earlier was about how so many people thought that hiring people from shelters was a terrible idea because they weren't going to work hard, but it's actually the opposite. You're not going to find people that are working harder than our employees because they have families to take care of and they know what it's like the same way that Veronica in a way knew what it was like. And so they're coming here to do their best and to really use what they've been through to motivate them and to ensure that their kids never have to go through that and that their kids never know what it's like. And so they're really working so unbelievably hard. And our goal as an organization is to continue providing opportunities for people to be able to make their own lives better. It's not us giving a job and it's not about us giving these things to other people. It's about just creating pathways and creating resources and creating ways for other people to create their own better experiences and their own better futures. And so as an organization, right now, we are located in Pony Ride, which is a community maker space with a lot of different organizations. So we're in a shared space, and we're looking to have our own space so that we have the capacity to hire more people. As is, we have 22 production employees, and we have employed about 39 to date. We have a few people that have moved on to other jobs, so it's not part of our full plan. It kind of depends on if you want to grow with the organization or you're looking for something else. And so our job and our goal is to continue doing that and to hire even more people to end the generational cycle of poverty for more families. In addition to providing more jobs, we're also looking to make sure that we can do that sustainably. So as is, we're a nonprofit and our funding comes from grants and sponsorships as well as the generous donations of so many individuals and community supporters. But we want to ensure that we're able to provide as many jobs as possible in a secure and sustainable way. So we're actually working on producing a consumer version of the coat 
because we've had a lot of requests from people who want the current version, but we don't have the capacity uh, to be able to give that at this time. We want to ensure that all these coats are going to the people who need them, but we are looking to take advantage of the interest that we've received from people in order to sell these coats at a higher rate and to be able to hire people and provide more employment opportunities. Eventually, we also hope to be able to do this manufacturing in other cities. First, we want to make sure that what we have going on in Detroit is stable and that we have a really secure model that we can pass off to ensure that whatever communities start this model also are able to provide really stable jobs to people. But that definitely is the goal, to have impact in as many places as possible and continue impacting more lives of not just the people we hire, but their entire families. You know, it's interesting, out of all the CNN heroes that I've spoken with last year and this year that come from the 2016 group, that repeatability in your organization has been a very strong common thread that I'm hearing in all the nonprofits and organizations as they're trying to grow and build forward. Cassie, share share a little bit with us about the on-site programs that you're offering for your folks. Kind of give me a broad overview uh, of those and some of the places where you're developing these people. So our goal as an organization is to not just provide a job and professional development, but to really ensure that when people join our team, they have opportunities to grow personally and education and to really be able to grow in whatever areas are important to them. So that manifests in a few different ways. One is not an official program, but that we have a programs manager, and she's going to work with people on a very individual level to figure out what their personal goals are and how they can achieve them. So when you first join the team, that is the basics of getting housing and getting a furnished house because how can you possibly focus on education or personal development when every day you come home from work and you're reminded of one of the worst experiences you've ever gone through. So it's really important to not just get into a new space and get furniture, but also hang up artwork and make it really feel like a safe and welcoming home so that you and your family can continue to move forward. And so she does a lot of the individual work with people. And then we also have programs that are brought in. One of those programs is GED classes led by Pro Literacy Detroit. And for people who have completed their GED or have finished high school, we allow people to take online classes or go in person to local universities to be able to pursue a college-level college level degree or a certificate program. We also have grant opportunities. So um, as an example, in this current semester, we have three people pursuing different kinds of opportunities. One is attending college courses in person. One is Jessica, who I mentioned earlier, who is taking online classes. And a third member of our team has been taking a business certificate program locally. So we really want to work with people to figure out what level of education is the best opportunity for them. We also have financial literacy classes led by Level One Bank going over everything from the basics of budgeting to saving for your own future or your child's education 
And those are really curated to whatever it is that's most important as determined by the team. We also have a professional development class, again, determined by the team, and that could be anything from giving and receiving feedback, how to communicate as a team, how to set personal goals, professional goals, um, really just as determined whatever people feel is going to help them in their own lives, both at Empowerment Plan, at the production space, as well as at home and with their family. And then most recently, we've also started a family life success workshop to help people really learn how to balance being a full-time employee, a full-time parent, and for many, uh, also going back to school, because that's a lot to manage, and we want to make sure that everyone on our team feels really supported in that. Well, when you think about the empowerment plan, you're definitely looking at them as a whole human being and just not one aspect of them, which is absolutely incredible. Guys, we've got to take our, our last break. Hang with us and we'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is Bart at BartQueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey. Hey, guys. Well, welcome back. We've just had an amazing hour of talking with Cassie from the Empowerment Plan about what they're doing in Detroit, how they're expanding all across the United States, and not only how, how are they taking care of folks who are cold and homeless, giving them something to keep them warm, but how they're offering opportunities to help these people get jobs, be more solid in their financial situations, additional education. The scope of the program is just absolutely amazing. Cassie, in our short amount of time that we've got left, can you share a couple of examples of some folks that have just really run well with the program? We have so many different ways to define success here, which is one of the things that I love most about it. It's because you're creating opportunities for people to get back to work. And for some, that is the end goal. It's to have a stable job and to be able to provide for your family in that way. And for some, it's just the first piece. And you want to be able to continue with your education or, you know, not... Uh, be sewing forever, but to be able to pursue different jobs. So we have 
Angel, who's one of our seamstresses, who has recently completed a business uh, a business certificate program locally because she makes jewelry and different accessories and wants to be able to pursue that as a full-time business. We have um, other seamstresses, Sharonda, who's been with us for a while and wants to continue being a key part of the floor and running production. And then we have Jessica as an example of someone who has really excelled in terms of growth with the organization. So she started as a seamstress, has now moved on to managing the floor, and would really love to continue to grow with the organization. Uh, Another example of that would be Tia, who has been with us for a while, and she has recently completed her GED, and so now is looking towards future opportunities. And she is actually also one of the the people on the floor who assisted us in the back office, if you will, um, was a huge help to me running communications this season as typically we are able to manage things but had a really hectic season of people requesting coats and we wanted to ensure that we were able to get coats to everyone who needed one this winter. And so she hopped off the sewing machines for a few days and helped us run communications and make sure that the coats that she'd been making were getting to everyone that needed them. So we have a lot of different ways that we define success and we let each person define it for themselves, whether that means growing with the company, uh, getting stable here, moving on to a different company, or um, just generally going back to school and, and really whatever success means for everyone on our team is what we want to support. Well, I'm excited that Tia is going to be our guest next week. So, guys, if you're listening in today, get excited because we're going to get to hear from Tia, who Cassie just described and shared a little bit about her life. So we're going to get some greater detail there. Now, Cassie, if you could boil down your experience in the last 18 months to kind of a lesson that you could share with our listeners today a simple principle that everybody could run with that would just speak from your heart and your experience, what would that be? No matter who someone is, we all have something to learn from someone else. And we discussed that a bit throughout this segment, just how important empathy and trust for other people is. And that's something that is really impossible to ignore working at an organization like this. We all come from different backgrounds and everyone's story is really different, but everyone's story matters. And there's so many people that want to write off an entire population of people based on nothing, but just the fact that at some point in their life, they didn't have stable housing. And that has nothing to do with a person's character. And so really understanding how to get past that and listen to someone's story and not just to empathize and understand that, but also know that no matter who you are or where you've come from and what your background is, you have something to teach someone else and they have something to teach you. And being able to work here and to learn so much from everyone on the team has been just an incredible opportunity for me. You said two things that just echo in my heart very strongly. One, you said everyone's story matters. That's been really 
kind of the core of my life of people sharing the story and the power of their their personal experience. And as I listen to you speak and as you share about these wonderful folks that are transforming, we get to see how their story will help someone else. And the other thing that you said that I thought was great, I believe I'm quoting you here, you said, no matter who, we can always learn from someone else. How was it that you came to that personal revelation yourself? When I joined the empowerment plan, I was new to the city. I moved from Chicago to Detroit to be able to work here and work with this team. So in a very literal way, I knew nothing about living here. Um, So right down to the basics of being able to find where to live, where to get my car repaired, where to get groceries, um, to just the higher things of being able to come to work each day and some days, no matter what job you have, everyone can get sick of sending off emails or, or doing some of the busy work. But to be reminded by talking to everyone on the team every day and hearing stories of their kids winning spelling bees or doing really well in class or whatever it is, to be just reminded that the most important thing is the people that you surround yourself with and being able to take care of those that you love. It's a constant reminder of what's important. And I think I've learned a lot about what matters the most by being surrounded by people that have just worked harder than anyone I've ever met to be able to care for those that they love. Well, that that's awesome that you, you took a bold stand. You moved from where your comfort zone was in Chicago to Detroit you know, they, they often say that if you stay in your comfort zone, you just don't grow. It's not till you step out of your comfort zone that you do grow. And as you shared stories about folks who walk through the door and drop things off or drop off food and run out the door, th- those are great examples of people wanting to stay in their safe zone and not really get out there and soar a little bit. Very quickly, and our time is short, Cassie, what would you say is the number one thing that creates this idea that people can safely step out of their comfort zone when they come work for you? It all goes back to what we've been saying since the beginning about trust and empathy. It's about creating an environment where People can trust that we have their best interests at heart and that this is more than just a place to come to work, but this is a community. We often call it the empowerment plan family and people refer to each other as their sisters or uh, sisters on the floor. And so it's really about creating an environment where people feel safe and people feel comfortable and that allows people to be vulnerable and to be able to open up about what's hard. And it's only when you're able to open up about what's hard or what's scary that you're actually able to get help and that there's so many resources and so many, so much support that we're willing to provide or that other people are willing to provide. And it's about making a space that you can feel comfortable about sharing that and about being vulnerable so that you can get help from other people. You know, Cassie, when I teach class, one of my opening action steps to the class is 
always to see class as a safe place, a safe zone, kind of a laboratory where they can try things that they wouldn't try anywhere else, whether they were speaking in front of a group or in front of a customer or in front of a small organization. Finding that safe place and a place where they can grow and step out is just so important. I come back to something that I opened up with, guys, and I said that I truly believe that the time is now. The time is now that each one of our voices count. The time is now, as Cassie said, that we create an opportunity for others, no matter what that opportunity may be. So as we wrap our show today, I seriously ask you to take the design challenge that Veronica took. Take a challenge to design something that you can bring to the table that's uniquely you that can fit a need. And if you'll take that design challenge just the way Veronica took it, I think you're going to find that you can stand in the gap, you can bridge the gap, and you're going to have an opportunity to close that gap for someone else. Recently, guys, I received a thank you note from a young man who went through one of our youth programs, and he closed his note with something that just made my heart melt. He said, Bart, I made a promise to God. I said to God that here I am, send me. So as you think about what Cassie's done, what the empowerment plan is doing, guys, do me a favor, take the design challenge, step up and say, here I am, send me. Cassie, thank you so much for the time. We look forward to speaking with Tia next week to continue the awesome work that you guys are doing. Guys, have a great week and we'll see you next Monday. Thanks again for tuning in to A Hero's Journey. Bart Queen will be back next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be sure to join us again next week in order to let your life speak. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.